Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. just had to let that run through to the chorus because it's just so iconic. You're the voice by John Farnham and we've got the voice of bowls here in New Zealand. Kevin Hicklin on the line to talk the national champs yesterday. Kevin, welcome in, mate. Yes, good afternoon and uh, good to uh, have a chat, read the national bowls and uh, which came to a completion uh, yesterday after some very, very trying weather conditions uh, uh, over the last few days. But uh, Fortunately, got it all through, all finished, and uh, and we've got some new champions. Yeah, fantastic. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, how the weather affected play, Kevin, because uh, we were trying to work out where uh, the games were played. And it seemed to be shifting around a little bit. So just give us a sense of you know how difficult that was to to juggle you know players, organisers moving around, and where it sort of eventually ended up. Well, it was very difficult for the organisers because on some days, of course, the weather you know was un- unknown what was going to happen. Yeah, a big thank you to the bowling clubs of uh, Auckland and North Harbour. North Harbour, of course, the headquarters at the Browns Bay Club uh, and the greenkeeping staff and club members because what it meant was the so often the designated greens, which were all natural surface greens, had to be uh, all changed around and, and moved to artificial surfaces and the and the clubs around uh, the, the region were very, very uh, accommodating and Move, moving around, and we had backup greens for every section uh, right throughout. So, you know, the 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 green the greenkeepers and clubs and everybody else did an absolutely magnificent job uh, in North Harbour and and Auckland because uh, without their assistance, we certainly wouldn't have got uh, got them completed yesterday. Mm. T- tell us a little bit about for for a lot of us out here, Kevin, who aren't uh, bowls aficionados, how the sort of synthetic surfaces change play compared to the grass services. I imagine it's what, a little bit slower? Well, well, we had three types of services, really, which is somewhat unusual. We had the normal, uh, the conventional uh, grass or, or, or weed composition uh, service, which is the, you know, the service that you come to play on, so to speak, in, in the summer. And then we had, let's say, the artificial services, as we call, which is the artificial uh, type grass uh, which is uh, so many clubs now have them, and then we've got uh, we're fortunate enough, very fortunate that uh, at, uh, at Oriwa we had the covered complex uh, as we had at New Lynn as well, uh, whereby the players can play in a completely sheltered, you know, uh, you know, covered covered condition, which is which is a carpet, in fact, of mm. which they play on. So the surface speeds uh, do vary. Um, the whole the way how you play the game varies. It's a different track for the bowls. It's all different. But it was great that yesterday we could complete the finals um, at, uh, at at the nominate at the headquarters club at Browns Bay and get them finished on good surface uh, in the sunshine. 
uh, with no wind. But for greenkeeping staff as well, it's a huge job because they're continuously having to uh, prepare greens, uh, you know, like squeegee water off the greens, uh, then lay the greens out again and everything. It's uh, it's not a five-minute job. That that you can be assured of. <laughs> the greenkeepers are starting at, you know, like... Uh, yeah, they, were, they were on the greens at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, most mornings. And then, of course, what, what was, was, was happening so often, their good work was then destroyed by the rain. And then the players would have to uh, move from one one club to another club to be accommodated on a surface that, that would allow them to play. So, you know, to Chris Lander, the tournament manager, and, and his team of people, they had a very trying uh, 10 days because um, they were on the move. Um, with, with with greens, virtually if not every day, second every second day in anyway, and when you've got to communicate that to literally hundreds of players uh, and and playing in all the disciplines that are they're having to change greens, it becomes a, a, a real communication. It's a big job. Yeah, massive job. Um, is this? I'm going to say normal for bowls, Kevin, but some of the players, would they have sort of had experience with, you know, changing surfaces during a, a competition or is this very new to a lot of them? Well, one of the good things about, well, good and bad things about Auckland is that, you know, um, we are subjected to uh, sort of changing weather conditions, um, perhaps of recent years more than other places. And you know, if I look down Central Otago right now, it's uh, absolutely perfect. It has been for days. Mm. But you know, the, 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 so the great thing we've got here with the event being held in Auckland is that we're able to move to multiple surfaces. So that, that's that, that's a plus, which can't be done in in the number of uh, centres who who don't have that those facilities at their at their fingertips. Yes, it is. Um, it's a different surface for the players to adapt to. But in saying that, now if I take the let's say the north of Waikato uh, players, where the blend of artificial services and natural services is quite uh, yeah, it, it's quite common. The, the adaptation to the multi surfaces is not really. Uh, a major, but for some of the others uh, coming from places like Taranaki, for example, where you literally just play on natural services, yes, it is. Yes, it is a change, but you know it's one of the things that you know. I, like I feel, for example, the uh, the uh, organisers of the uh, the men's and women's uh, tennis, because goodness gracious, you know, they to have been struck with the weather they've been struck with over the last two weeks for both the women and the men's at Stanley Street, you know, it's it's an organiser's nightmare. Yeah, and uh, they might have thought they were getting a bit of reprieve and then a cyclone comes in and hits us, Kevin. So uh, they've had absolutely no break. <laughs> Let's talk about the bowls and the, and the competition itself and who, who picked up the chocolates. So you mentioned uh, some of the uh, the bowls players that were maybe south of the Waikato might have struggled a little bit. Certainly not the case for Sheldon Bagri-Howley, who, who ran out as the uh, as the men's singles champion, defeating the two-time winner and reigning world uh, singles champion, Shannon McElroy. So pretty massive effort from the uh, from the Southlander. It is, and uh, it's... Uh, and no disrespect to Shannon, he's been the gold medalist now for a number of years because we haven't been able to host world championships uh, because of the COVID thing as well. So it's been uh, a, a long-standing title holder. <laughs> uh, but we will be having world championships again this year on the Gold Coast. But look, Sheldon Begley Halley, who won the singles, has been a player who has, let's, I'll say, has been close before. He has won a singles playing in a Gary Lawson 
forced team. Uh, one of the younger players, but what he highlighted to Sheldon Begby Halley yesterday after a narrow semi-final win uh, over Peter Shane of Auckland was his tenacity against uh, Shannon McElroy. Um, you know, he early on in the final, it was a bit of one-way traffic, really. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was all the scoring was done by McElroy, and, and let's face it, that uh, to be fair in saying that, the uh, Sheldon Bagley had, had a wee bit of, but uh, unlucky on a few, on a few particular ends, uh, but he just uh, really showed maturity. Uh, which possibly in previous years he hasn't been able to show that maturity, but he showed that maturity and just continued, just stuck at his game and got, a, I think it was two threes and a two near the back end of the game, which sure catapulted over the top of Shannon McElroy. And, and for those who watched the game, uh, Sheldon Bagby, how he's drawing a bill there, the young player from Gore, uh, he was outstanding and certainly I would say has uh, catapulted himself in a couple of places uh, up in the reckoning for uh, a New Zealand selection because, you know, to beat Shannon McElroy in any match, but to beat him in a final, you certainly have to be on top of your game. And there's no doubt that the young the young Southlander from Gore uh, was certainly, uh, he did that yesterday and just remained calm, wasn't... Uh, uh, and, and it was interesting watching the, the, the whole game, watching the body language. We just saw the, I suppose, the confidence of Shannon McElroy get a wee bit dented a bit in the latter stages of the game where it was all of a sudden Sheldon Bagley Howley wouldn't go away and kept drawing good shots to the head. And uh, really, was it, on the day, uh, was a deserved winner and, and, and well done to him. And uh, in the women's side, the, the women's singles, uh, Selena Goddard, I think, was the, was the winner in the end, wasn't she? Um, beating Taylor Bruce oh, last, late last week, yeah. Last bowl, last bowl victory. Wow. You know, in, the, in, in, in the race to 21, it was uh, it was really anyone's game. It was Taylor Bruce who had a wee bit of a break early on, and then uh, Selena caught her back. Selena, of course, plays at the Takapuna Club uh, in, in, in Auckland, and... Uh, down on the head, it was you know, 20 all in the race to 21. Uh, down on the head went Taylor Bruce, which was great to see. It showed her maturity uh, previously. Might have sort of, I'm not say folded, but not been as consistent as she was uh, when it came to the real the pressure aspect of the of that final. But uh, not to be, and uh, she got she sat there, got down with her, her last bowl, and. Uh, and drew the shot, drew it right on top of the jack, <clears throat> sorry, third bowl, sorry. And then we saw um, the bowl of of uh, Selena Goddard was absolutely outstanding. She drove the shot bowl uh, out of the head and didn't move anything at all and it gave her the victory by 21 to 20 and, of course, gave her her, her fifth New Zealand title, thus giving her her gold star. So, you know, an, a magnificent tournament for... Uh, Selena, Selena, because uh, although she didn't do so well in the singles, she came back for the Commonwealth Games, two medals at the Commonwealth Games, and now to finish off with this particular uh, New Zealand uh, title. And of course, we'll now represent New Zealand uh, at the, as will Seamus Curtin will uh, represent New Zealand at the World Champion and Champion singles, which will be played uh, later on in the year, of course. And Taylor Bruce, in fact, last year. 
uh, won that title. So Tizia was again in the final of the uh, women's singles. But uh, magnificent final by both of these young players. Remember, you know they're both in their twenties. Um, to to uh, for Selena to to clinch it was uh, a great final and a great result. Absolutely, yeah. Answer my next question as well, Kevin, about the gold star. I saw that sort of mentioned in various press releases. So, what five titles and you get the gold star? Is that how it works? Yeah, five titles. But yeah, Gary Lawson ignored all that, didn't he? Because he got number fifteen <laughs> in the men's pairs. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, just quickly, we've got about ninety seconds, Kevin. What's uh, what's next on the bowls calendar? I know there's a is it, is it the uh, the national pairs. What what's coming up next? They appeared to play. Yeah, so we we played singles and pairs. Okay. So we saw those two results, and then we saw in the men's pairs we saw Gary Lawson and Tony Grant in, uh, win the pairs. Uh, you know they they had they had a good win over over uh, Raymond Martin in the final, and in the women's pairs we saw Taylor Bruce and Claire Hendra, who have been so close on many many occasions, uh, defeat Robin uh, Walker and Wendy Jensen uh, in that final. But the next big event we moved to is next weekend in Christchurch. We were at the uh, Burnside Invitation Pairs where a number of the Australians' leading players will be in attendance along with New Zealand's players. That gets underway on Friday and we'll be there covering that. And then the following week we're in Taranaki uh, where I'll be covering the Taranaki uh, Open Fours, uh, the annual event. I think this is the 107th year uh, of the Taranaki Open Fours and uh, I'll be in New Plymouth covering that event. And then later on in the year, in uh, Central Otago, we'll have the New Zealand Fours and the Mixed Pairs. Uh, the the uh, national championships are divided into two. So we'll, later on, we'll have the National Fours uh, and the Mixed Pairs. Awesome. Very exciting times ahead for bowls, Kevin. And, uh, yeah, good to get the uh, the final uh, finished off yesterday in natural conditions with the sun playing ball. I uh, really appreciate coming on as always, mate. Go well, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. All the best. Thank you very much. And, uh any time at all, we're there to talk about bowls.